Today's podcast is a tribute to my mom who just turned 97. This is a little bit about her life, a tiny bit spectrum of what it's like growing up with a mom who was born in 1925 and lived through all those years. With many stories uh, I could share with you, but on this recording I only gave you a few. So, I hope you enjoy it. God bless. My mom turned 97 last week. Can you believe it? This woman was born in 1925, four years before the Depression. She never talked about it in her talks because she talked a lot about growing up. But I guess during that time, you know, her family didn't suffer depression because they were already in depression. They managed to survive without skipping a beat because they had their own crops, they had their own animals that they slaughtered, their fruit, their vegetables, they grew it on the farm. They didn't have really have to go to the store to get anything. They could, they could exchange between neighbors if you wanted something, you could exchange it or people just drop by and give you stuff. You know, my, the other day, son, I go home, sometimes my uncle would come by and drop off corn and butter beans and to my mom's house before she got dementia. I won't mean, quite say she has dementia right now. But people would come by and drop stuff off at her door with all kinds of stuff that they'd grown in their fields and the crops. My mother was a beautiful woman and still is, light skin, complexion. I mean, she has a beautiful complexion, um, real dark curly hair, and um, always carried herself in a dignified way. My mom was the CEO and executive director of our home because it was run like a business in a sense that you had to manage, she had the one, she was the one that ran everything and pretty much did everything. You know, as my sister Joan got older, she helped out, and my sister Hope would help out, but the boys, uh, not much was going on with us because we were uh, in another world, I guess. <laughs> That's another story. Uh, but my mom had a great upbringing. I think a lot of it depended on and was passed down from her father, whom she talked about a whole lot uh, uh, in our conversations, she really revered him. She really loved this father of hers. She talked about him all the time and what a great man he was and the things that he did. As a young girl, she used to follow him everywhere he went, did everything with him. And he was kind of like her favorite, favorite, favorite P too. So they got along really well and she had a great upbringing with her mother and father, especially her father. You know, and but my mom was a great storyteller too, and she told a lot of stories and in detail and 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 gave genealogy of who belonged to who, whose family was what. It's amazing now that I look back in the stories she used to tell me um, how detailed they were and how they connected family connections of who was related to who, who died, who instances instances that you didn't hear about and read about but she kept it all in her head and it was fascinating to sit down at her feet and listen to these stories never got a chance to re- to record her and I tried to do it one time but she didn't use the record of course and all that history now is gone she was the storyteller after her brother Percy Strange who was the greatest greatest storyteller I have ever known personally uh, my uncle Percy had 16 children, and um, I remember going to going to his house and hearing him talk. And people would literally would just 
go to him and just listen to him talk. He had all this information and data uh, down in him that he would tell you about growing up. I remember he would say something like, you know, I was over at such and such's house and it was 1925. And he was my mom's oldest brother. And he says, uh, I was there and old man Sam Henry came over. And he had a green truck. And um, he had a white wall tires on it or something like that, he would say. And he would give all these intricate details in his mind of what this scene took like. And I remember somebody said, well, how do you know such and such? He said, well, I remember because he had a red shirt on. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's just, his memory just was just so locked in to detail. And his memory was so good. My Uncle Percy, you know, he passed years ago. And I really miss, I wish he was alive today to hear some more of those old stories. But my mom kind of took up where he left off, and she was the storyteller. And so um, she was able, she was prideful that she was able to shoot a gun. She could shoot a snake's head off at 50 feet, she would say. And she was good with a gun. She could shoot it, and she was proud, and she still has a gun by her bed now, even though she's 97 and we've disarmed the gun. But she keeps it by her door even now. And so those were some of the things my mom passed down. She was a disciplinarian. My mom was fond of, hey, but when you, when you, when you messed up, she would, she would lay it on you some severely. I mean, when she whipped you, she would go out and get, some, get a switch, and she would plait the switch. And when she let you go from whooping you, you, there was very little switch left in her hand. And she would grab you and hold your hand, and she would, on the other hand, she'd hold you in one hand, She'd hold you. In the other hand, she let that switch swap like a whip. But she would let you go into that with hardly any switch left. And so, uh, but that discipline was good for us as kids because it kept us from breaking the law. It kept us from, from being fools. It kept us from being re- re- so rebellious that we didn't pay attention to authority. We respected our elders. We respected our uncles and, and aunts. And it taught us to uh, respect authority, respect, you know, uh, people's property. All those things that my mom and dad instilled in us will keep us until the day, you know, we die. And we pass it down to our generation. So uh, as my sister Joan uh, grew up, you know, she was the only one that really didn't never get a whooping at all. I've never seen her get a whooping. Uh, but my hope, little sister Hope, oh my God, you know, uh, there is not enough room to talk about her whippings. She would just get in trouble so tremendously. And I think when my mom named her Hope, I think it gave her the right name because um, that girl is something else. And she still um, has her life today. And you could still say, oh, that's why she's named Hope. And so, uh, you know, that was life for us. Um, When my mom and her siblings uh, get together and talk and share stories, it's just so fascinating. I mean, this doesn't happen now because it's only like three of them left. Yeah, about three of them left. Out of 12, I think it's only three of them left. Uh, my Aunt Jean, my Aunt, uh, Th- my Uncle Theo, and my mom's the only one left. And so um, I take those relationships with them very seriously and appreciate them. You know, as you get older, you see life so differently. You don't appreciate that. But as you get older, you do appreciate them. But at the time when my mom and her other sisters got together, during those earlier years when she was you know, about 10, 15 years ago, they used to get together and the kids and grandkids used to get by them 
and they would all be in a big room and they would share these stories and there would be so much laughter, so much storytelling, so much bonding and unity in that room that they would tell about growing up and and it was just so fascinating to hear uh, the stories that they had and then and all and they even made the stories of hardship funny there were no stories of sadness in, in, in our growing up and although they suffered many things and growing up heart way it was never stories of, of it was so hard that we couldn't make it never any of those stories that we hear from my mom and her siblings and the hardship stories that they had they had no sad stories that they regretted in a sense they only shared those good stories they had no sad memories, you know, even people died, I mean, they had no sad memories. And so uh, those are, were treasures of life for them. And so they had a lot to pass down to us. In our families now, my mom's side, there are 789, I think it is, um, descendants right now of, of, of the 12, um, my mom had, my mom had 12, my mom had um, seven kids five boys two girls but her siblings were 12 of them I think and then her her father had 12 siblings and out of that generation came 789 descendants that are still alive today and we used to have zoom meetings we have family reunions that we get together and laugh at and so these stories are still passed down a lot of them have been lost we should have been more diligent to uh, record them but what we do have, we're trying to preserve. There's a book about our family. Uh, there's, a, there's a website, different things like that. Uh, and it's called The Strange Family on my mom's side. But uh, my mom sits home there in a fragile, fragile state now. You know, uh, she's in good health. The doctor says she's doing well. And uh, as turning 97, that's a great thing. She takes very little medication uh, for anything. Only thing she suffers with is dementia. She can walk, she can carry herself, she can do everything for herself. Uh, she has two hair caretakers that take care of her 24 hours. We always still go home as though she's, uh, you know, can speak to us and we sit with her and talk with her and, 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 and get along with her really good. And sometimes I go home, my mom is sitting at the window staring out and looking at uh, the world outside. Uh, sometimes she'll call me, she said, Gilbert, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, what mom, what mom? She said, look, do you see how pretty the flowers are? And I said, oh, yeah, Mom, I do. And it reminds me the important things of life is not in the substance of things, but it's in the nature. It's in, it's in the things that God has provided for us. Uh, how beautiful a flower can be from a perspective of a person that's lived their life. And what's really important to us in life is just the ability to see another day and to see a flower sprout out and bloom that's a great miracle within itself I didn't recognize the flower but now that you mention it mom yeah that's something beautiful it should be something to celebrate it shouldn't be some it is something to be running to see as God's creation uh, explodes and you can behold the beauty of his creation Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gilbert Wilkerson for Black Society. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to contact us, you may do so at blacksociety 
rva at yahoo.com or check out our website at blacksociety.net you can see us on catch us on facebook linkage and don't forget to when you go to our website to hit that donate button and when you do something magical happens here at black society help us with our $25,000 yearly fund that we're raising for our funds for the year until next time this is Gilbert Wilkerson black society for economic and social transformation be not conformed but be transformed by the renewing of your mind god bless